Hi, welcome to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. This is the podcast for people who want to start and grow an online location independent business so they can live a life of freedom and choice on their own terms. Welcome to Your Business, Your Rules, Episode 8. And today we're talking about all the ways you're going to get in your own way and what to do about them. And I'm here today again with Camille Thurnher, who is my business building buddy, and she helps successful women find their life partner. So she was on last week, and that was when we were talking about highs and lows in your business, so all about your business journey. Welcome, Camille. Thanks for having me back, and I'm, I'm back with my husky voice today. I've got a bit of a cold, but that's all good. Yep, all good. Just add to the sex appeal, right? (laughs) Exactly. Cool. Okay, so all the ways you're going to get in your own way. So this sounds potentially a little negative and something where it's like, can can we even cover them all? If you're coming to business and relatively new, you might be thinking, well, what do you mean? I'm planning to power ahead here. If you've been in business a few years, you might be thinking, yep, know about that one. So what I want to do here is talk about why this is important, what can come up for you. We won't be able to talk about everything and I'm excited in particular to talk about this with Camille because we have been through this business journey together and seen a lot between us. So we're definitely in a position to talk about all the ways of getting in your own way. So first of all, why is this important? So it's important because when you're working for yourself, you are completely obviously and as it said in the sentence working for yourself so this role of a manager is no longer there and you're going to become your own manager and what that means is that you are going to take on the role of making sure that everything gets done as well as being the person that does the doing and what that means is that anything that can come up for you is going to get in the way of you potentially being a good manager. So what are your thoughts on that, Camille? I mean, this is massive. It's such a massive theme and it was huge for me initially because I'm naturally not an overly structured person. Actually, I'm I'm definitely not a, a structured person naturally. So it was really, really, it was really tricky for me to actually get into that um, space where I was managing myself properly. You know, and there's still days where I'm not great at it, but it's such a huge um, challenge initially. For sure. And I think what's interesting with us as well is that we, we seem to experience the reverse of everything. So what I experienced was like my manager self, like I was a complete taskmaster. I didn't know when to stop myself working. Whereas you were, you know, more in a space of procrastination. But as we'll talk about more in the episode, there are ways that we know that we're doing this and also ways that we don't know that we're doing this. So when we first start working for ourselves, we're excited because we don't have a boss anymore and we get to do things our way and there's an an incredible rush of freedom. And then kind of over a period of time, we kind of start to see how we're potentially getting in our own way. So let's talk about some of the ways that that can happen. Definitely. With myself, I'm very much a social person. And initially, 
when I first started my business, I was actually networking too much. I was actually spending too much time catching up with people, networking, discussing potential joint ventures, but not actually getting that much stuff done. And you mentioned earlier on, we are very opposite. So I think, you know, you were pretty much the exact opposite, but that was one thing I needed to learn, even though I felt like, oh, I'm I'm talking about the business, I'm meeting new people, things weren't getting done. And I needed to really cut down on on that way. In a way, it was a distraction to actually getting stuff done that the things I didn't necessarily want to do. Mm. That's definitely one, one area I needed to work on. How long did it take you to realize that it wasn't necessarily productive? Because then from the outside, you could think, oh, I'm meeting people, you know, I'm setting up business deals, I'm doing work-related things. How long did it take you to realize that actually you're not? Maybe you're just having fun. Maybe you're disguising it as work. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell without being there. But what was your experience of that? Great question. I actually think it took me about a year to realize what I was doing. So it was a slow, it was a slow journey of awareness. Definitely. It took a while. Mm, and it's interesting you share that because I think the things that I did as well took me about a year to realize as well. So the things that I did were I would work on a lot of details that could only have a minimal effect on my business. I would spend hours optimizing things on my funnels or I'd spend ages, you know, in the beginning, I spent ages on my website. I spent ages doing things I was familiar with. So I was familiar with tech. I was familiar with building things. I came from a programming background. So it was really easy for me to spend time there and avoid the things that felt scary to me, which in the beginning were sales. And probably that's your experience as well. All of this um, organization creating different things probably was just an area that you didn't feel comfortable with. So you just avoided it where you could. Absolutely. You know, my my biggest thing is really distraction, distracting myself with fun stuff, with, you know, listening to interviews and I love mindset and personal development. So I can easily distract myself watching webinars and, you know, and the socializing part was one of them. I think another thing that's just popped to mind that I did a lot is when I actually did have some sales, like when I did did have the sales conversations and then I enrolled a new client into my program, I actually, I probably celebrated a little bit too long after that. It was like, yay, it's all happening. The business is, you know, I'm, I'm making money. And even though it's important to celebrate, I think I often then it's nearly like I took the foot off the accelerator a little bit. It's like, okay, I can now cruise for a little while where really that doesn't actually, you know, as we both know, when we get too relaxed in our businesses, then all of a sudden the leads stop coming in. We lose that momentum. So I needed to, I actually needed to celebrate less, which sort of sounds a little bit funny, but again, probably opposite, opposite to you. Mm. And my experience was when I made sales in the beginning, and this still happens to me on occasion, I'll make sales and I'll get the clients on board, forget to celebrate often, but then I'll get into a bit of a panic. I'm like, oh my God, I've got so much work. Even though often it's not that much work, it's me panicking for no reason. And then not actually doing more lead generation to get people into my sales process, then, then taking my foot off because I'm in a space of fear. 
And I think one of the things that's really important, and I wanted to touch on this as well, is that a lot of this stuff, when we get in our own way, so the stuff that we're aware of, the stuff that we're not aware of, but it nearly always comes back to fear, fear of rejection, fear of failure, you know, that somebody's not going to say yes in a sales conversation. Can also be fear of success that so many people are going to say yes, you won't better hand, won't be able to handle it, and then what? It's fear of what people are going to think. People fear of being seen. There's so many different things, but nearly always, whatever it is that we are doing that is actually not moving us towards the future that we want, it's nearly always about fear. Absolutely. And from what you've just shared, I mean, the biggest one that resonates with me, you know, it's a bit of an ongoing theme, even though I've gotten a lot better with it is definitely the fear of success. But combined with that fear of if I'm really successful, I have to, I have to just hold a much bigger space for people. I have to be much more responsible as an adult. I have to, you know, but maybe a belief of, oh, I'm going to have to work so much harder. It sort of had that heaviness associated with it, um, where if, if I was sort of like in the middle somewhere, it felt quite comfortable. So that's probably been my biggest fear of responsibility, fear of success in, that, in a way of holding a bigger container, playing a bigger game, therefore having to, you know, having to do more things I don't enjoy. That's, that's a big one for me. Mm. And I had a lot of fear of being seen which is in some ways ridiculous when I say it. In other ways, thinking about my past, it's hardly surprising. I mean, my parents have pictures of me when I was a kid running away from the camera. <laughs> so it should hardly be surprising that I don't want to be public about it. But I think the thing is, it brings up all your underlying stuff. So one discovery that I've had recently in my business was I was self-identified as an introvert. And I thought, yep, yeah, you know, I need lots of time alone. I love socializing, but then I'm always the one that goes home early and I'm totally fine with that. And I kind of need to recharge by myself. And I thought, you know, this is why I don't do networking because I don't enjoy it. So I love meeting people one-on-one -on -one and building connections and making friends, which I don't associate as being networking. It is actually a lot closer related than I previously thought. But one thing that I realized was, because when I was a kid, I was bullied at school. And I think this um, really affected me over an extended period of time. I had a big realization recently that the reason I don't do this is because I'm afraid of being seen and I'm afraid of being hurt. I'm afraid or that, you know, people are going to judge me or think this about me or think, you know, who does she think she is doing this or these kinds of things. And when I've had the realization, then everything becomes clear and it takes away the fear of it. But when I didn't know what that was, it was it was kind of hidden to me and I didn't know what my behavior was actually about and I was rationalizing what I was doing. And I guess the thing that I really want to bring across to everyone listening is that business really is a self-development journey. Because, of course, I have so many clients that are new to business, I tell people this, but I think you can't really understand what it means until you've experienced it. And the reason why it happens is because you are constantly doing new things, kind of breaking new ground, taking on more responsibility, holding a bigger container, as you said, you know, 
holding the space for more people, for new products, for different things that you're doing, breaking into videos, starting a podcast, doing all these things. And they are public and they are challenging. And I think it's it's such an interesting journey, but it's hard to really understand what's ahead of you. And hearing about it can be one of two things. I think it can be either incredibly intimidating or it can just be like, and this is what I was like, oh, I'll be totally fine. You know, I'm not worried about that. I'm just going to do it my way. And you do it your way to a certain extent, but whatever your way is, there's always going to be growth. And through this growth comes all this uncovering of this stuff that you maybe never even knew you had. I'd just like to add something to what you've said about the fear of being seen, because um, for me, it was like a um, there were different layers to that because initially um, I'm a Leo and I'm, I'm very much an extrovert. So I didn't feel like I had so much of a fear of being seen. I love doing videos and everything, but it was more around really sharing strong opinions on videos. So having more of a, you know, sharing more of my real um, content, my, my intellectual property and stronger, more controversial opinions because I'm talking about love and dating. So when I started to do more of that, and we sort of touched on it a little bit in the last conversation, it's that fear of, you know, being criticized. Um, yeah, being criticized or being rejected because the stronger we, we voice our opinions online, the more likely we are going to get, you know, some negative comments here and there. So so mine, yeah, mine was not so much the fear of being seen, but more that, okay, I'm really going to polarize people and, and get negative comments, which sometimes does happen from time to time. So there is so much to it, isn't there? Definitely. My experience as well is people almost come in two camps. They come either knowing they're already in their own way as in they've taken ages to start this and you know they've been telling everyone they're going to do this or telling themselves they're going to start a business and they haven't or they've kind of tried but then they've stepped back because it's come to the kind of the sharp bit where either it's going to work or it isn't and it becomes overwhelming they're either in a place of knowing already they're kind of getting in their own way or they're more like my experience of this where I just thought yep I'm gonna power ahead and I'll just kind of get through it without doing the things that I don't want to do and then the uncovering of all the stuff that you didn't even know you had comes up later in the process so it's it's really interesting how it can happen and I think everybody has their own experience of what it's about but it is incredibly rare that someone will go through the entire process and I mean it's always an ongoing process of, of building a business and then just never brush up against any of this stuff because somewhere deep down we all are afraid that either we're a fraud or we're not good enough or people won't love us or something whatever this stuff is it's going to come up <laughs> I mean the one of the things that um I guess I could have mentioned before actually is that Camille does the mindset coaching with my VIP clients because she's just so experienced at seeing this stuff. And one of the things I wanted to talk about in this episode is the fact that when you see this coming up for yourself, it's really the first step is about acknowledging it and then finding the way that works for you for dealing with it because there are so many tools and things that you can do these days you know there's an incredibly broad 
range essentially of, of ways of moving through whatever is coming up for you. And I know, Camille, you've been trained in so many different modalities and you probably use a lot of different ones yourself. Like, What's your feeling on that? As you said, the main thing is to have the awareness to actually go, oh, hang on, I'm feeling resistance. I'm feeling stuff coming up and then just catch it, you know, getting aware and, and stopping and then definitely either getting support or embracing some of those modalities. So including, you know, we both like EFT, there's, there's hypnotherapy, there is even just journaling it out, you know, writing down the fears. Um, I call it the lower self voice or the inner child voice, where you just, you're really expressing, oh, you know, I'm feeling all this fear coming up. So just by acknowledging it, it makes a huge difference. That's the first step. Definitely. I mean, I love so many of these different modalities. And I think there's so many different ways of approaching them and different things work differently for different people. So I've had amazing experience with hypnotherapy. I have an incredible um, psychologist and she helps me understand better what is going on for me. I also love kinesiology, all of the things where you can access your subconscious because this is the thing. A lot of this stuff is we know that it's running us, we know that it's going on, but we don't necessarily know how to access changing it. And some things you can do through repetition, awareness, and sometimes you need deeper tools to access that part of you. Maybe you need to clear something from the past, maybe you need to work through certain experiences. But I think in this episode, we're really looking at like what can come up is basically any beliefs that you have about yourself that you've, you know, come to believe to be true through varying experiences in your life. And then how you deal with them at first is first of all, this awareness and then finding a modality that's going to enable you to move forward. And definitely not, which was my, my tactic in the past, just burying your head in the sand. Was my tactic in the beginning was I'm just going to work through this. You know, nothing beats hard work. I'm just going to work through this and the results will come. And the results will come, but you really, really are going about it the hard way. What didn't work with that approach for you? I think it might be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just kept hitting wall after wall after wall. I just wasn't getting where I thought I should be going given the stuff that I was doing. My experience was a lot of stuff from my past and in my personal life was just like building, building, building up inside of me to the point where I realized, oh, I think I really have a serious problem and I need to go and get this sorted out. And because I'm English as well, this doesn't help, right? So because I'm English, I really felt like, and I remember this, I remember when I was growing up and we first started getting, you know, American TV shows and there was Frasier and Friends and stuff and people would have shrinks. And I was like, wow, these people are so like self-interested or self-obsessed. Like, why does everyone need to go and do this? And I honestly couldn't get it. And the reason I couldn't get it was because I wasn't operating in a world where people were really looking inside of themselves and trying to, and I don't want to say improve themselves because it's not about being broken and then fixing yourself, but they were trying to work through their stuff, basically. And I mean, admittedly, I was a kid when I was watching those shows, but I think that idea stuck with me that that's for people with problems and I don't have problems. And what my kind of experience led me to understand was 
everyone has this stuff going on for them and life is an awful lot easier and you will also be an awful lot more successful if you actually deal with that part of yourself. So my method was always push through, push through, push through until push through didn't work anymore. And this may not be the case for everybody. I think you can, different people can get to different levels without dealing with their emotional stuff. But certainly for me, I just kept hitting a wall. Like I couldn't get past a certain income level. And even though I felt like every day I'm getting up and I'm doing all the right things. So it really was a case that coming back to the very first episode of your business, your rules, it's basically business strategy, mindset, and your drive, which is going to move you ahead. And I had the strategy, the work ethic, the drive, and my mindset just wasn't, it was just fighting me every step of the way. Love that. I think another thing I'd like to add, which I think is absolutely key to this whole mindset piece is to actually daily connect to the bigger vision, the bigger why of why you're actually doing this business. And generally speaking, my belief is that our vision needs to always be bigger than our fears. So if if our vision is not big enough, the fears can easily take over. But if we daily connect to, okay, why do I want to create this empire? Why do I want to make another $100,000 you know, a year or a month or whatever it may be, you know, why is that important? What will it give you? You're more likely to then also want to do the inner work and embrace the fears to push through and and to continue growing. Yeah. Would you say that resonates for you too? It does. And I mean, now, now I do that work. I think for me, I wasn't at the time, I knew why this was important to me. I hadn't come to the realization that I actually need to do some inner work. That was a like a really big breakthrough for me that I really had no awareness of that world at all when I started. And it just looked like a whole bunch of fluffy, I don't know what, <laughs> in the beginning. Like it really made very little sense to me. Like I couldn't wrap my head around it. But once I started to do that work, things definitely shifted for me. And I had just, I think you hit a ceiling wherever that is for you personally. And then it comes to a place of where you need to start doing that work. And the more that I dive into this and the more successful people I know, the more I see that vast majority of them are doing a lot of that kind of work because it really comes back to that whole idea that you are the weakest link and the way that you carry your business, your life, every element of what's important and what success means to you is how you improve I want to say your capability but it's not really your capability it it's to do with that space holding that you spoke about like how big a game can you play and that is all about who you believe you are and what you're capable of absolutely and how you turn up on a daily basis it's ongoing yeah Mm, so much juiciness (laughs) awesome thank you so much for sharing Camille And yeah, I hope that this conversation has been helpful to you listening. Essentially, what we're saying is stuff is going to come up. Know that it's part of the journey. It's part of the growth journey and it's normal. Acknowledge it. Find a way that works for you to work through it. And there are so many different modalities that you can use. And we're going to dive into these more in your business, your rules. And I guess while dealing with your shit doesn't always seem pleasant, 
what I can say, and I think you'll probably agree with me, Camille, is there's such a freedom of just seeing like, oh, I think I'm discovering this about myself and just being able to work through it and understand what it's about and learn more about yourself, but also become more capable and more more open and more it's almost it is a spiritual path in many ways so I think there's there's so much to be gained from going down this entrepreneurial path and I think it's for me this spiritual personal growth aspect has been completely unexpected yet truly the biggest outcome of all of this amazing yes I think just one more little thing I'd like to add I I totally agree I think it's such a rich journey and similar to what we've mentioned last time we chatted, it's never boring. It is really rich and dynamic. And I agree, like there's actually so much reward to be had from diving deeper and then there's a lot of freedom that comes with it. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Camille. And thank you for listening to this episode of Your Business, Your Rules. Thanks for listening to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. If you like this show, I'd love you to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, head over to my website at catleblanc.com. Until next time.